Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. But I want to talk about this um, video that it's circulating online um, and the guards, I should say, have asked people not to share or post this video on, on social media. But if you haven't seen it, it's um, a video of two Gardaí being viciously attacked in Ballyfermot last night, one being kicked and, and, and punched and lying on the ground um, and arrests have been made in in relation to it. But look, I made the point earlier today, I think whatever the circumstances, it's, it's just totally irrelevant relevant at this stage, um, we're asking what needs to happen and whether or not we're doing enough to protect the Gardaí who go out every day to work on the front line. So if you're a guard, I'd love to chat to you on the show today. If you want to give us a text, it's 53106. Drop us an email either lunchtime live at newstalk.com. What's your experience and do you feel protected? Do you feel safe at work? Because there's a lot of family members too getting in touch. This texter here, for instance, makes the point that um, their husband is a member of Angartha Siakana. He's been physically injured in the course of his work. There have been threats made against him. Uh, we live in a very remote part of the country and I fear an attack on our home. Increased Garda recruitment urgently needed. Another listener says, as a Garda, there's no support, no leadership, no hope. I'm a member in a large East Coast town. We've three to four members on duty at any one time. We need about 12 uh, members assaulted all the time. Nobody wants to work overtime as a result. Why would they take the risk? It's a case of get in, get out and God forbid you make a mistake. They'll come down on you like a ton of bricks. Uh, just two of the many messages coming into us. We are going to come to them in a moment's time. Um, Sinn Féin councillor for Ballyfermot and Drimna, Dahi Doolan, is with us here on Lunchtime Live. Dahi, your reaction to uh, that incident last night? I think like anybody who saw the video or um, can, can imagine what happened to those two guys, it's shock and horror. I condemn absolutely unreservedly the attack last night. I've worked very, very closely. I have a good working relationship with the Guardian, and Ballyfarm and indeed Drimna, Crumlin and the inner city and other parts of my, my constituency. But uh, particularly, I think we're, we're focusing on, on, on Ballyfarm today. I contacted the superintendent and the inspector. I, I contacted them this morning, wishing them all the best and their members all the best and they have utmost support. And I think those involved in this attack need to face justice and I would appeal to people rather than sharing the video what we need to do is make sure anybody with any ounce of information contacts the Gardaí to ensure that those okay. people who carried out that violent assault okay. last night are brought so, to justice so because ju- they need to be so, taken off the street. Yes, and my final point okay. would be this that it was the Gardaí last night it could be anybody tonight yeah. tomorrow night next well, week this, could be anybody the thing is and I know the guards as I mentioned have asked for people not to share the video but like <laughs> Is there much talk about it in the area today? Absolutely. People are horrified, disgusted, right. fearful, because this, this level of violence doesn't just come out of nowhere. Uh, this level of violence is, is brewing underneath the surface in many communities across Dublin. The Gardaí bore the brunt of it last night, and it's terrible to see that happening. And we need to make sure that our streets are safe for everybody to go about their, their business, to go about their work. If they're visiting, if they're calling to see somebody, if they're going home after a night out, we need to feel safe in our communities. And I think last night, just even the Gardaí aren't safe sometimes in our communities. Communities, and that's a damning indictment. And we need to reverse that 
It demands people like me as an elected rep to work twice as hard with the Gardaí and other community leaders to make sure that we ensure that all our communities, no matter where you live or who you are or what your job is, that you're safe to walk the streets of Dublin. Okay. We need to send that message out here today. Garda um, Mark Ferris is with us as well, Dahi. Uh, Mark is the, um, he's the local GRA representative uh, in, in the area, in the Ballyfermot area. Just Mark, first of all, you know, how are the two guards today? Hi, Andrew. Um, the two guards are, um, one of them is still in hospital and um, he is uh, making a swift recovery. And we want to um, send our wishes to them all. They have thanked a number of members and people close to them that have um, kind of have um, make, have requested to see um, how they um, are. Hmm. And um, one of them has been... Um, uh, released from hospital, but, uh, uh, while the other um, is um, still being assessed. So it is quite concerning. With this, um, you know, this this um, video has been has kind of sensationalised the issue, and you know, we have always stressed that body cams and dash cams will assist investigations and guardy and will show society, um, you know, the difficulties our members are facing. Um, you know, I, I I can't go into too many specifics mm. of the particular case on it. Um, you know, but I, I can confirm here that these two members were responding to um, a call at a public house, you know, a public order incident. And um, while investigating and conducting their inquiries, they were set upon by okay. um, a number of males. And it's it, you you can see it clearly there in the in the CCTV footage. It is very um, okay. stressful to watch it. So you can imagine the t- emotional damage that they are feeling now, not only the physical injuries that they sustained. And look, we're, we're you know, t- thinking obviously of the, um, the, the, two, the two members you know, in, in, involved uh, in that particular incident. Take a listen, both Dahi and, and Mark. Um, this is your own colleague, Brandon O'Connor, the GRA president, Mark, just speaking to Pat Kenny here earlier today. We would certainly feel that international best practice, which is most common, is that um, in relation there should be wider availabilities of tasers. I'm not sure if it would have been suitable in this particular circumstances. I'm not qualified to make those decisions. But and also, I think what's kind of is very frustrating is we're, we're relying on grainy phone footage from from a member of the public to bring these, these these issues and let the public see what guards are subjected to. Whereas in probably most other jurisdictions, the police would have their own camera and their own system that would record the evidence and assist in the prosecution and maybe perhaps deter some of these attacks. But again, it, it, it shows the level of equipment and also training in relation to, 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 the, to, to our members. We would say that you know a lot of guards leave Templemore after having self-defence training and they may never receive any more self-defence training. Just leaving last night's incident, uh, Mark, to, to one side for the moment, just in a general sense, do your members feel safe going to work? Well, I think well, what we have to look at is that, you know, that the health and safety of our members is paramount. And our members are a police force who help the public and are there for the public. And we, and not just the representative where I am with the, the GRA, but government and politicians have to provide them with the tools that we need to carry out our job. Like, we are looking at we are looking at what quarter to one in the morning as uh, unfortunately discussing footage from a phone recording when we should be brought up to speed with um, 
you know, having the resources available and ready for us to conduct our work. And that's like, that will improve health and safety. It'll improve morale. We have seen the disillusionment and morale on the ground when members are looking at this and going, yeah, but this happens regularly. If that's only sensationalised because news talk or someone decides to put it online or TikTok or, and this is a regular occurrence that's coming to me in the division. How, how common, Mark, are we talking about? Because it is it well, daily without. Well, what, what we've seen in the we've seen recently in the news, uh, what was it? The number of taxis in Gardaí have almost doubled in the past decade, from what was it, 144 in 2012 to 241 last year, and two and a half thousand serious oh. assaults recorded on members in the last ten years. And you know we went to um, well, mandatory sentencing and you know maybe stronger sentences. No, it's like this. The legislation is there. It just has to be um, enforced. Bre- or, you Brendan know, O'Connor, they're talking about the, the, the body cameras. And like, there's been lots and lots of discussion about that. And, and you know, like, I know b- because of yesterday, it, it might come back up and it'll be, in the, it'll be in the, uh, on the agenda, you know, again today and, and this week and politicians and senior ministers. And they'll all be asked about this now when they're out and about at different events this afternoon. But, I mean, ultimately, in your view, as somebody that's on the front line, Mark, is that is that what your members want? Is is the the likes of body cameras? Absolutely, because it it, it highlights. You know, there's there's an issue from looking at that footage, and it starts at the start and ends at the end. Like you can see clearly that a member of Angara Chiagana is being assaulted and viciously being assaulted, who ends up in hospital. But like we we need this. This camera would provide a closer engagement of what happened, how he or she. Uh, conduct their uh, inquiries, you know, how they engage with uh, a person, you know, and, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate that we have to rely on this, this type of footage or static footage from the pub or the premises or, you know, maybe someone else or request them. We're constantly requesting, you know, from, from management their dash cam footage. Now, I know people in society probably think, oh, well, maybe the guards will have constant surveillance on people. That's not the that's not the idea of it. It's it's to ha- it's to protect our members and protect the public and society in general. Mm. Have it. D- Dahi Doolan, um, body cameras. Are you? I mean, in, in favour just going forward? And I will say for for members of the force, I, like is I, I is was, it something you're in favour? I'm on record. I, I'm actually on record as challenging the minister that they need to realise that there is a crisis in the Gardaí. I think we've we've had resignations from guards and Bally firm in the double digits. The recruitment drives aren't simply producing the numbers of Gardaí required to replenish the numbers of those retiring. Um, I think morale is on the floor and paying conditions must also be addressed. You cannot expect somebody to, put their, to go out and face a horrific level of violence as we saw last night and, and have their paying conditions not addressed. I think body cams, yes, let's look at it, absolutely. But I think there's more than that. I think that the, the Gardaí feel that they're not respected by the department and that they've said it to me privately, they've said it to me at meetings. I will be meeting the Minister for Justice again hopefully during the week and I will be saying to her again as I have in the past, we need to make sure that there's enough Gardaí to keep our streets safe and to keep themselves safe. In Ballyfermot alone, we need an extra 20 Gardaí and four sergeants to provide a Garda service that that community deserves. We are nowhere near that number. So they're all under-resourced, underpaid, overstretched and under threat. And that's unacceptable because okay. if they can't keep themselves safe, they really can't keep the communities they're serving safe. And that's a deep concern for me as a public representative. Do you agree I with that, Mark? I want to resolve these issues. 
Yeah, I'd like to reiterate that. Um, you know, the, it is concerning in the DMR West there, the mental resignations. You know, we talk about ramming there. Now we've, we have rosters on the agenda. We have resignations and retention. You know, like it, it, it's a difficult play. It's a difficult occupation for people coming into now. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, uh, we have the rosters proposals there that that's coming down the line. Uh, there's a difficulty in that, an agreement on that. Members on on the ground want to be heard and want to feel like that, you know, that society and management appreciate them. You know, How you, is the morale, Mark? I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking of, like, I'm trying to imagine, you know, for people heading into in, into work. I suppose maybe it's not just today, according to the texters. I mean, it's every day. This listener says that her partner works in um, in Ungar, the Shiacon, and she would be concerned every single day when, when they go out the door to work. Like, how is morale, in your view? Well, no member goes out to work to end up, uh, unfortunately, like the two members there last night, ends up in hospital, like. You know, and morale is is unfortunately down because you know um, there's a number of issues on it. Uh, we we do obviously have the like the um, accountability on it, and we want to reform and modernise. A police force should always reform and modernise, but to what extent? We need to make sure that we have the numbers there in position first, and we can build on it and not stockpile all this front line and this like the skeleton crews across the west. That's the unfortunate situation. We have skeleton crews there to respond to calls. And, you know, we have members there. Yes, they're responding from a separate district. They're coming in on days off, uh, you know, to help out and to provide assistance to their members because they just don't have the numbers there. And the retention is difficult on it because morale is so low and, you know, they're they're seen as... um, you know, they're being cherry-picked even there by multinational companies. You know, and that's the fact about okay. it. People okay. that go on there and they're looking at it and goes, here's some good um, policemen and women and um, they offer them positions in multinational companies and they're, being, they're going that direction because of the difficulties with the current situation with policing. And unfortunately, with stopping the, um, the training for a period of year, time, we are now seeing the difficulties that we have here and we need rampant and adequate numbers in busy divisions and districts as a matter of urgency and we've been calling this out. Do you think we, that the, the, the body camera issue, issue will be um, to the fore now? Well it should be it should be already I think it's been it has been drafted through um, and we were supposed to I think it was a, a, towards the end of this year it was due to come in but I, I we, we move so slowly is the unfortunate situation and we need to expedite these things and push on and that's what politicians and people that are in position should be doing. Yeah, okay. Um, the GRA local representative there in the uh, the Ballyfermid area, Mark Ferris. Mark, thanks for, for joining us in the programme today. Sinn Féin councillor there too, Dahi Doolan. Um, this texter says, I'm a guard there for 15 years. I think asking for body cameras is a joke. When we bring our own pens to work because the ones supplied are so cheap they don't work, we're constantly being asked to do more with less. We're dealing with major social is- issues regarding mental illness, drug addiction, um, people in, in the care of the state and constantly dealing with the oversight bodies. 
that wouldn't walk a day in our cheap, badly fitted boots. Young people won't put up with it. They're resigning in their droves and who could blame them, says this texter. Another listener again has got in touch to say that members of the guards put their life on the, uh, their lives on the line each and every time they go to work. And I find that the current lack of respect and appreciation for what they do absolutely shocking. Um, lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That's the email address if, if you want to get in touch with us. Suniva is uh, from the, 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 um, the CEO of the Ballyfermot in... Um, uh, I've got that Ballyfermot star, is that correct? Suniva, listen, thank you for, for joining thank us you. on the programme today. Yeah, um, One of the points that's been made by some of our texters is just talking, I suppose, in general about the mm. the lack of resources, you know, that are in mm. many, many local areas that we're talking about. Mm. And we're not necessarily specifically talking about the incident last night, but what's your view on that? Just before we start, like everybody else, like your panel there, I'd just like to absolutely condemn what, what happened to the two guards and our best regards to both themselves and their, in their recovery, yeah. but also to their families and, and the shock they must have uh, must have received. Um, I've just been out and about in, in Ballyfermot just talking to some of the residents and just also to say that they're absolutely shocked as well as what has happened. I mean, the Gardaí really, you know, they're so much more visible than they have been in the past, walking out in the community. Um, the community guards have really worked so hard um, particularly after recent incidences up in Cherry Orchard, you know, building trust in the community. Um, and for this to happen, the people in the community are absolutely outraged. Um, you know, and for Ballyferma to be, and Cherry Orchard to be represented um, on this video in this way has really shocked residents because the majority of people here are very much against this. They're ordinary working class people who are getting up to go to work, bring the children to school. The conversation's been everywhere around and there's what the hell is happening here? Who are you know, okay. this does not represent our community at all. And also just be, just to get a bit of a flavour of belly Vermont, I mean it's a place where, you know, you can still get a cup of sugar from your neighbour and, you know, great conversations, great communication, great laugh. You know, they're really good people. And for it to be represented this way is, is really horrendous, really horrendous for people. So people in the community are really shocked. The, yeah. I mean, the, the points that have been made, we're talking about, I suppose, Garda Protection specifically today, but I know you've got in touch about um, about Ballyferma, but I suppose your point, Neve, is that, you know, incidents like, well, any kind of general incident like this, I suppose, just paints the entire community. Well, just it gives a bad name, I suppose. Is that the point you're making? It really gives a bad name to the community and it doesn't really see the the average person in the community is totally against what happened, totally distraught about their community being represented in this okay. way, absolutely. All right. yeah. Okay, Suniva, listen, thank you for joining us, CEO of uh, Bally Fermat Star. Suniva, thanks for your time here on the programme today. There's still more messages coming into us. Sturbel has got in touch. She says, in most other European countries, the police are respected, polite and courteous. Quite simply, the Irish way of policing is outdated. I don't think it has worked for a long time. Another listener again has got in contact just on this issue. Uh, I'm working in the guards for over 20 years. Things have never been as bad as they are now. And the respect towards members of the force is at an all-time low. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about whether or not we're doing enough to um, protect 
the Gardaí serving on the front line and we talked about that incident that happened in uh, in Ballyfermot overnight and lots of different stories coming in from our listeners today. Um, this texter says my wife was assaulted on duty over 10 years ago. To date she's undergone over 20 operations. Back then they were under-resourced and they still are. There's no supports in place. The perpetrator was a youth in this instance that jumped her and has never been pursued. She was told that the only future she had within the force was in a control and command centre. The Gardaí need to be armed. They need to have cameras for their own protection. Nobody cares. No commission, no management, no civil servant, according to this listener. Another texter is a traffic core in Limerick. I understand the level of attacks in the Gardaí. Uh, I and my colleagues, we get it every day on the streets. Just, uh, it's an absolute joke, says this texter. Um, Kieran is with us on the line. Kieran, you're. Uh, well, why did you get in touch with this? Right, I was in the IUC stroke PSNI for 23 years, retired in 2010. And it infuriates me that the, the guards aren't armed. Uh, body cams are okay for recording evidence. Tasers are okay for the likes of you going to uh, like response of uh, a knife crime or uh, a gun crime. But the, the guards need to be armed to protect themselves. Uh, you can check the statistics for Northern Ireland, but the amount of uh, RUC stroke PSNI officers assaulted like in a fight like that, you may get a punch in the head, but you wouldn't get beat to the ground because you'd be putting your gun to protect yourself, protect your colleagues. So arm the force. This was the one thing that's always made on Garda Siakana so unique by comparison to their other colleagues. Was that they're an unarmed force? Police. See the Spanish police. You don't do, you don't mess with the Spanish police because they're armed and they will beat the living daylights out of you. You know what I mean? It's just uh, it's, um, young ones with body cams are all wearing masks and hoodies. You can't, the, the evidence is no good. They need to be armed. And even, like, they have the, the extendable baton and, and pepper spray, but, like, in your experience, Kieran, is that... Uh, yeah, well, I, 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 I was armed with a personal protection weapon when I joined, and that was from my personal protection and protection of, of uh, uh, property and, and other personnel. Uh, batons don't do any good. If you're in a cell like that there, but you're getting beat to the ground, you need to give them a pull a gun and start shooting people. That's the only way it's going to stop it. Right. So it's an, an incredibly... Yeah, so... Check with Drew. Check with Drew Harris. Uh, the amount of assault in Northern Ireland where, where police went to, like, an incident and got beat to the ground and got assaulted, it doesn't happen. Right. So you think our, arm the Gardaí. Um, j- just, I'm interested in, in, in your own experience, Kieran. Um, well, I only ever had to uh, cut my MP5 once, and that's when I was under fire at a, a checkpoint from the IRA, and I had to pull my gun twice, never had to fire it. But I still had it, and once I proved it, the people that were in front of me moved away. So it works. Right. Cases are okay for the likes of people responding to, uh, you know, like, the resp- uh, like a, a knife crime or something like that, but they're going to a house where there's a knife or a gun involved. But when you're going to an ordinary sort of incidents were like, as a disturbance or whatever. At least if you're on, you can protect yourself and your colleagues. And to be honest, if we, I fired my gun to protect my life, I would be justified in doing it. Okay. Self-preservation. The, the, I'm curious, were, were, you, were you gone then? Had you retired from the force by the time uh, body cameras were introduced then, Kieran? And see body cameras, see, that's okay. They're good for recording evidence. But see when people are masked up or wearing hoodies, 
the, the evidence is no good. Okay, it's not there, gone completely. All right, Kira, listen, thanks for uh, for getting in touch. That's there. Well, there you go. That's uh, one view. Um, an ex PSNI uh, officer in in the north. Um, this texter has got in touch. Sorry, Derek has got in contact. He says, "I'm a, as a traffic warden in Limerick. I can understand. Um, I see the levels. I see the number of attacks on the guards. Um, myself and my colleagues, we get." abuse every day on the streets but like the guards I feel we don't have any backup um, now there you go that's one view there as well uh, anti-social behaviour getting worse all the time everywhere not surprisingly is it safe to send out in certain circumstances a male and a female Garda perhaps is it better to send out two or three male Garda if you equip the Garda with any device then there's a danger that those equipments could provoke certain situations or even get misused situations could easily increase and get out of control um, there's fairly mixed views actually on this today coming in from people and, and particularly actually with regards to uh, to body cameras as well. Um, Claire, you've been listening to this conversation. Why did you get in touch? Uh, well, because you can actually understand completely why the morale of the guards is, is actually so low. I mean, it, they shouldn't send a male and a female out in a situation. Public order offence in a, in a very busy pub at a weekend night. I mean, how are two guards going to deal with that? Um, I just think that what's ex- of them is way above and beyond the call of duty. I've seen myself situations in a rural town where guards have had to go to um, a suicide, a very, very sad and tragic situation. And about five hours after that happened, I was driving somewhere in, in the town and I saw the same guard, one of them on a checkpoint. I mean, you know, they have to knock on people's doors and tell them the most horrific news that they are ever going to hear. They have to comfort families in times of dreadful tragedy. And yet they're expected then to go to a busy pub on a Saturday night. Would you have walked into that busy pub? Probably not. Just two of them. Okay. The, so your, your, your point on this, Claire, is that you, you just think that there are what's expected, I suppose, of members far of the force is just too it's much. Far too much. And yeah. again, you said something earlier on that I have heard as well, which is, if they do anything wrong, now they're being picked up. You know, the casual relationship with guards that would have been in the history of Ireland where they would have had their few pals around the town who would have told them what the real story is, all that is gone now because of GSOC. So, you know, it's it, they do have to be policed. I totally understand that themselves mm. as a public organisation, but I think it's becoming more and more difficult for them. And it's actually frightening. When you see a video like that that was taken and when people were standing videotaping a guard being beaten to me that's shocking okay, to the yeah. and it's the it's the it's was and that's one of the points I should say as well Claire that's been made by texters today um just in general like just in general I think the the attitudes towards Carthy and and the um the respect you know that's the shown to members of the force and and there's quite a number of texts coming in from people who say they are members of Angarda Shiakana and they just think that respect um, and any level of authority that the guards might have had, a lot of the guards just feel that's it's just doesn't exist anymore. It's not there. People just they don't. There's uh, there's no fear, according to a lot of our texters here today. Claire, listen, thank you for getting in touch with us on the program. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, brought to you by Avant Money, weekdays at midday on News Talk.